Hey, Corner Office listeners, you can find us on all streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out our Instagram at the Corner Office Pod. Now, enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Corner Office. As always, I'm your co-host Alex Penders, and I'm Jack Byrne. And today we have a college basketball March preview for you. We're gonna talk about the Bob Cousy and Jerry West awards in a second, as well as give you our full March Madness preview. But before we get to that, we're gonna talk about the conference tournaments, and it's the start of the best time of the year, as some call the conference tournaments like a little baby March Madness, as you get to see all the teams prepare to be in tournament form and you know you get to talk about what teams make it and what teams don't and that's kind of what we're going to get into in a little bit today but before we do that let's talk about the teams that you think could maybe surprise us and go on a run uh, and maybe win the tournament well I think that I think that there's a lot that you need to think about when it comes to you know win the tournament especially with seating and stuff like that um, and like how big a Cinderella team is going to be um, the one team that jumps off the page to me right now is out of the Big East. I think you can look at a lot of Big East teams and say that, but I think that UConn has been playing really well, and especially if they come out, I'm I'm probably gonna we're gonna get to our to our picks for um, you know each of the conference tournaments in a couple minutes. But um, if they were to win the Big East, um, probably by beating a team like Marquette, um, I think that that could really show that they are you know deserving of of um, you know, the the amount of praise that they were getting early in the year as one of the top teams in the country. And they're a team that's ready to make some noise for sure. When I think of teams that could surprise us, I don't think that my answer is going to surprise a lot of the listeners, but I think that they're a team that's really underperformed this season, and I think that they're yeah. a team that really needs to win out their tournament in order to make the, the March Madness. Mm-hmm. And my team is UNC. And they've been playing really badly. So they're, they're going to be seated like a 7 or an 8 in the ACC tournament. But they're a team that knows how to get hot at the right time of the season. And they're very experienced. They're one of the older teams in all of college basketball. So they're a team that is looking to go on a deep run. And I think that they can get hot at the right time and maybe take the ACC tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. They definitely need to win the ACC tournament. That's a mandatory for them to, you know, even be considered to, to get in right now. Um, right now, I don't know what they're sitting at in in the uh, in the ACC, but it's it's not it's not great. You know, they haven't been playing fantastic basketball, and um, you know that's that's it's kind of a big problem for them because um, yeah, right now, so I think they're they're at eleven and nine in the ACC, and overall their record is nineteen and twelve, and this was the preseason number one coming into the year. So they're going to need to jump teams like NC State, Pittsburgh, and Clemson in order to get into the tournament, as I think that uh, Miami, Virginia, and Duke have already solidified themselves as tournament teams going into the ACC tournament. So we're going to get to our tournament preview in a second, but uh, I do think that that's an interesting take that you have about like the amount of experience and age they have, because on paper, like we just said, I mean, they're the preseason number one. Um, you would think that UNC would be a lot better than they are. Um, and I, I definitely think that it's a team that could um, could definitely go on a run if they were to get in the tournament and win their first game, which is going to be, you know, probably is like a what, like an 8-10 to 10 seed? I mean, they're, they're a 7 seed right now in the ACC. Yeah. So they would be in that 8-10 to 10 range. But yeah, to me, they, they just scream average in the regular season. 
they have no bad losses, but at the same time, their only good win was against a, a Virginia team that was going through it towards the end of the season. So yeah. they haven't shown the same kind of um, potential that they did at the end of last season. And maybe that's because they don't have a guy like Brady Manick anymore, who is kind of the leader of that offense. Well, but, he was a sniper too. He hit everything that you like threw at him. But at the same time, we expect more out of them, and I feel like there's something that they haven't given yet and that we're going to see it come tournament time. I think Caleb Love is probably their X factor, which he kind of has been for like the past like six years for that team. Uh, I mean, not legitimately, but like you know what I mean. Um, and the fact that like whenever he plays well, they seem to win games, and whenever he takes too many shots and doesn't make a lot of them, then they lose games. So I think that um, – they're going to be heavily reliant on Caleb Love playing well in March if they can even get that far. Um, because if they get knocked out round one or two in the conference tournament, they're not going to the, to the dance. All right, so while we're in the ACC, let's move on and talk about our predictions for who's going to come out on top at the end of all these tournaments. Yeah, and I'd like to hear give what me your, you Give me your think. prediction for ACC. You want, you want me, you to, want go me first? to go first? No, I, I want to hear what you think because I think that, you know, we both have a bit of Duke bias, but, I mean, I think that we're going to think about this a bit differently. So, I am a huge Duke bias guy. I'm kind of like a, a delusional Duke fan. But here's the reason that they're not going to win, in my opinion, the ACC tournament. If you look at their record, they're 16-0 and at home. Yep. But they're four and six on the road. Yep. And you won't be in Cameron for the ACC tournament. You're going to be away from home. And mm-hmm. we're just not a team that is good at playing away from home. Yet. Yet. And that, I mean, yes, that's a big word. But we we just don't have as good of an away record as some of the other teams on this list who are just as good skill-wise as our team is. And I think that we've done a good job of really coming together as a, as a squad. Mm-hmm. And we're on a six-game win streak at the moment. So yep. we're showing that we're getting hot at the right time. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they won't – like, I'm not saying that they don't have a chance of winning it. I just don't think that they're the favorite because of that reason. Okay. In my so opinion – what's what's your pick? I think that Miami looks like the best team in the ACC tournament. So but the ACC Miami... is such a, such a toss-up every year. Last year, Virginia Tech was an 8th seed or a 7th seed, and they went on to win the whole thing. Yep. So I think that this is one of the harder conferences to predict. I feel like it's really like uh, anyone can win. I mean, besides like Georgia Tech and Florida State. But I think that anyone in the top eight teams can go on a run and win. But yeah. I think that Miami is the best out of all of those. Okay. So They're 7-4 and four on the road. 20 or they're 16 and one at home. I just like the way yeah. that they look. So you're locking in Miami as your, as your ACC champion this year. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, I am going to take Duke right now. Uh, they're on a six game win streak. They look really good. They're going to play at least a couple of home games. Um, look, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to pick against a team like Miami. I always feel like the ACC is a team as, is, is a conference overall is one that's under And then when we get to March, there are like two or three teams from the ACC in the final four, um, which is what happened last year, actually. Um, but I think that, you know, this year I, I see Duke heating up at the right time. They had some early skids away. And I mean, you look at their record, they're 23 and eight. 
Um, they played some really high, like some some really high level win games. I mean, they just got ranked back in the AP poll as the number one twenty one team in the country, which I think is, you know, like I think that's plausible. They're sitting at the four seed and the uh, or. Yeah, there's the three. Yeah, seed. they're sitting at the no, they're the four seed, I think. In the uh, oh, them and Clemson are, 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 I guess, both the both the three seed in in the ACC tournament. Um, so I think that I think that um, an early win for Duke against uh, against a decent opponent is going to be one that um, is going to propel them towards the finals. And I really don't believe that you know a team like Miami is is consistent enough to, to be able, or Virginia, because I really don't like either of those teams that much when it comes to March. Um, I don't like the whole ACC this year when it comes to March, but, um, you know, I'm, lo- I'm locking in Duke for the for the Atlantic Coast Conference, I think. I love to hear that pick, you yeah. know. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move alphabetically down to the Big 12, big, which yes, is big 12. hands down the best conference in college basketball this year. D- definitely this year, yeah. And it looks like, I mean, it looks like anyone again in the top eight can win again. Mm-hmm. And really, like, this whole division is competitive. Even yep. Oklahoma has beaten teams like Alabama this year. Yep. Give me yep. your thoughts on that. Well, I think that – I think that this is a tough conference to, to, to judge, especially considering some of the, you know, the free fall that we've seen from teams like Iowa State and then like the rapid um, incline that we've seen from teams like West Virginia where they've just been consistent all year. So like I could really see teams one through eight in this conference going to the tournament, going to the dance, um, which makes it really hard when it comes to picking a team. Um, you know, for me, I struggle to pick against Kansas, I think. I think that they're the best team in this conference. They did just suffer a big loss against uh, Texas, but Texas was at home, and they won't be at home um, come the Big 12 tournament because Kansas is the regular season champion of the Big 12. Um, I think that they're probably one of the best teams in the country, and they probably are deserving of a one seed and probably will get one when they win the Big 12 this year. Um, I trust Jalen Wilson. I think he's an All-American this year, and I think the Grady Dick is probably – as we're going to talk about later, is one of the best shooting guards in the country is just a freshman. So um, for me, I look at their home record. They're 15-1 and one at home. They're 7-4 away. They're on a one-game loss streak after going like on like a five- or a six-game win streak, and I think that this Kansas team is really the one to beat in the Big 12. Well, I have no disagreements. When you look at the standings top to bottom in the Big 12, the thing that sticks out to me about Kansas is that no other team in the Big 12 has an above 500 record away. Yep. And Kansas is 7 and 4. As well as being I mean, 15 and 1 at home. Texas has played a good schedule. I will say that. I mean, but again, all these teams have like, played good schedules. Kansas played has played really a good, good schedule. Yeah. And they've proven that they can win at home and they can also win away. Yep. And that's something that I look for when I look for teams to go far in the tournament or look for teams to go far in the national tournament. And I think that Kansas for me is the favorite to win the big 12 and also looks like the favorite to win the, the whole thing at the moment. Oh, you think, you think they're favorited to win the whole thing right now? I think so. Them and Purdue. Interesting. But that's, we're going to get into that later. Let's talk about the big East. Will you count yeah. that? Count that as power five? 
Definitely, definitely a Power Five conference. Definitely a Power Five conference right now, um, especially. Look, I think that it's really hard to bet against a team like Marquette right now, the way that they've been playing. I mean, they're on a six-game win streak. Um, they're looking like they're playing their best basketball come March, and, you know, that's why it's really hard for me to make this pick, and I'm going to go with UConn. Um, they're also on a five-game win streak. They were the number one seed in the country earlier on this year, and people were unsure if they could, like, you know, maintain that, and they didn't do it very particularly well, I would say. Um, you know, but in the first round of the Big East tournament, they're going to draw a team. They're going to draw a Providence team that is on a two-game skid, um, hasn't really been playing their best basketball, and, um, you know, I think that they can really make some noise come tournament time, as I said in my preview. Um, you know, I could I could really see them making an Elite Eight or a Final Four if they, if they you know, continue to click right and continue to play good basketball. So, for me, I'm going to take the upset, and I'm going to take UConn to win the Big East. I like that pick, and UConn are on a five-game win streak right now. So they're definitely someone who's who's going to make some noise. But I, when I look at the Big East, I look at Marquette and Xavier. And I yep. look at the two. And the deciding factor for me is that in the first round, Xavier draws Villanova, who have proven mm-hmm. to be tough in every game that they've played this year. And Marquette draws St. John's. And I think that Marquette is going to be well-rested throughout this tournament. They're on a six-game win streak right now. And I just think that they're going to keep it rolling and finish the job. Interesting. Well, I mean, Marquette and St. John's just matched up the other day, and um, it was a really it was a battle. <laughs> it's gonna be um, every game's least. gonna be a battle in that conference. Well, of course it is, but yeah. Um, so they, I mean, they won by two, but again, they got the job done. So you know, that's that's kudos to them, and I mean, it's gonna be a really fun tournament to watch, as always with the Big East, because it's so unpredictable. All right, let's go Big Ten. Um, Big Ten, yeah. To me, it's it's a two horse race, and that's a little generous. Yeah. I agree. It's a little generous. I think it's a one-horse um, race. I mean, I obviously I look at Purdue and I think, okay, they're going to win. But at the same time, when Indiana shows up and plays the way that they can play at their maximum potential, yeah, they're one, they're of, one the of the best teams, teams in the country. country. But, they but the problem is, the problem play. is, it's a toss-up. Yeah, it's a it's a complete toss-up. So obviously, I have to take Purdue. But keep an eye on Indiana. If they can consistently string together some good performances, then they can make some noise. But until they prove that they can do that, I'm taking Purdue. Yep, Purdue's going to win the Big Ten. Um, That's my opinion on it. I think that they win, and I think that they win convincingly. They've lost twice to to Indiana this year, and I don't think they're going to lose a third time. I think they're going to be looking to... to, to wrap up a one seed when it comes to March. And I think that they're going to need to win the big 10 tournament in order to do that. Um, so hopefully, you know, we're going to get to see that battle one more time, but I just trust that Purdue team more than I trust that Indiana team to show up on game day. All right, let's wrap it up with this segment. Pac 12. One more. Yep. Pac 12. Yep. Let's go out West. Um, I, it's again, another conference. That's a two horse race. And even though Arizona State came up with a big win against Arizona not that long ago, yep, I I don't see any way that UCLA doesn't win this. I mean, I know that I they just lost one of their best defenders. And I forget Clark. his name. Yeah, yeah Jalen Clark. Clark. Yep. They just lost him to a torn Achilles, it looks like. But they have enough, enough depth and experience in that team with guys like Tiger Campbell, 
and Jaime Hawkins is still there, right? Yeah, he is. He's been playing great. Like those those guys both went to a Final Four, so yep. they know what it's like to make a deep tournament run. And they're another team similar to Kansas that I see taking this conference, and I see making a deep run in the tournament. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't trust this UCLA team at all, actually. Um, I completely disagree with you. I don't think that they're – I don't think that they're trustworthy, especially with the loss of Jalen Clark. I think that's a really big loss for them. I want, I would like to see how this tournament's going to shake out. And in my opinion, I think Arizona's going to get their revenge, especially with Jalen Clark out. Um, I don't see how UCLA is going to stop Omar Ballo and um, two Ellis one more time. So I'm going to go with Arizona in the Pac-12. It's a good take. And it's between the two of them. There's really nothing else. There. Yeah, there's there's nothing else in this conference that is really warranting a mention. I guess USC you could with like Boogie Ellis and those types of guys. I mean, they may be a bubble team, but you know these these are the teams that are clearly the the top two in, in that in that conference. All right, let's shift gears here. Let's move into the postseason awards. We know the nominees yeah. of two of the players, or I'm sorry, two of the awards. And let's start with Bob Cousy. Best point guard in the country. There's five nominees. I want you to go down person by person and give me your thoughts on them and give me your favorites. So I'm going to read them off for you. Marquise Norwell of Kansas State. Yep. Tyler Kolek of Marquette. Ubui of Northwestern. Jalen Pickett at Penn State. And Yuri Collins of St. Louis. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those guys? Well, let's let's think here. Um, you got you got a bunch of guys on this on this team, or uh, uh, in in you got a bunch of guys who we're going to talk about right now. And I think the 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 most interesting thing about the Bob Cousy War itself is that um, you know you got a couple of mid major guys in here, like Yuri Collins from from like the University of St. Louis. Like that's not something that you're really going to expect. Um, I think that. Off the bat, you got to look at Marquise Noel, and you got to look at Jalen Pickett. I think that Pickett's probably the best point guard this year. I mean, he's been fantastic, and he's actually a fifth-year uh, graduate senior from Siena, um, up in New York. So, um, just a little shout out there to to Siena. But um, I think that his stats uh, speak for themselves. I mean, he's at 18 points a game, seven rebounds, and seven assists per game, um, which I think is you know warrants warrants him to win this award. I mean, he's also led the, the Nittany Lions to, like, one of their first um, winning records in, in, a, in a while now. Um, so when it comes when it comes to that, um, I think that those two are the front runners. Um, I think you also got to look at Tyler Kolek, um, who just got, again, a magic guy. So I love I love Tyler Kolek, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for him. Um, and he's, he's in contention for Big East Player of the Year. He probably should win Big East Player of the Year. Um, but like he's at he's at what like ten assists a game right now. He's just not averaging a ton of points, I would say. Um, and I mean, Marquette is the number six seed in in, in the country uh, at, during the AP poll. So I guess I guess you got to take that into account as well. But I mean, for me, when it comes to like the best guard, I think Jalen Pickett's probably going to take this one on. Yeah, and he's been hot lately. When it counts, when it matters, um, he's been really fun to watch. So. What about the Jerry West Award, best shooting guard in the country? Um, yeah, I, the candidates are Isaiah Wong from Miami, Jordan Hawkins from UConn, Adam Flagler from Baylor, Grady Dick from Kansas, and Marcus Sasser from Houston. 
Yeah, again, I think that this is an interesting um, an, 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 an interesting award this year. Um, there isn't a clear-cut favorite again, which is which is which is difficult because I mean when we get down to it, um, you know, most of the other awards like the 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 center award we know is going to Zach Eady, and like the power forward award is either going to Shibway or to um, Drew Timmy. Um, and this one, I think, again, is more highly contested. I mean, last year, what? Um, I don't even know who won it last year now that I, now that I say that out loud. But I think that this year, yeah, yeah, if you want, that'd be, that'd be nice. Did you find it we need now? a guy for this. We got to hire someone for this. I know we got, we got, we need somebody for this, man. Johnny Davis. That's who it is, Johnny Davis. Okay, yeah, busting. Who has NBA, been that's why I'm... such a bust? I watched him play in the G League. He has been awful. Yeah, he's 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 really not that good. Um, I think that the the first thing that you need to look at the, at this with this award is Marcus Sasser. Um, his stats are probably the best out of anybody on um, any of the teams. He's at seven point one points, two point eight rebounds, and three point three assists. Um, and he's leading that University of Houston team to the number one seed in the AP poll, they're probably going to win the Atlantic 10 conference. I mean, they probably should, and they're going to be a number one seed in March. So for me right now, I think that it's between him and Isaiah Wong of UMiami, who is at 15.9 points per game, 3.4 assists, and um, 4.4 rebounds. Um, You know, I mean, he's also had, he's, he's had a fantastic season. And he's the ACC Player of the Year, so I think that that comes into, you know, I think that that means something when it when you look at this uh, award. I don't think guys like Grady Dick are going to get a lot of looks. Um, I think Jordan Hawkins probably should, but he's probably not the best player on his team, so I don't really see him winning this award. And I don't think Adam Flagler is the best player on his team either. Um, for that reason, I think I'm going to go with Marcus Sasser to win the Jerry West Award. It's a good call. Um... Yeah, and they've been a good team all year. Uh, I'm really excited to see Houston switch conferences and see them play in a more competitive division. Yeah, when do they leave? And when 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 is that happening? When is that? Uh, that might be next summer, maybe. Okay. Uh, have you heard Hopefully. the like conspiracy? Um, this is actually a good transition into our March Madness preview. Apparently, yeah. this is supposed to be Houston's year because. It's Jim Nance's final year calling March Madness. Mm. And Jim Nance went to Houston, and Houston okay. is a one seed. Is that a thing? And is, it, is the final four in Houston this year? I don't know, but just because you're saying that, I'm taking Houston to win the whole thing. I got to take Houston, right? No, I'm still <laughs> Are you? Probably. Yeah, all right, fair. Um, all right, so let's talk about the bubble, which is the really bubble, what yeah. everyone's interested in. Uh, Selection Sunday is this week. Um, it's City Tuesday, Tuesday right now. So we got five days before then. But talk about some teams that you see pushing into the tournament and talk about some teams that you see watching from home or maybe from wherever the NIT is this year. Yeah, I think that for all of the teams that I'm about to list, it's going to be win and get in and then lose and see what happens. Um, I think that the number one team that you got to talk about is probably, is probably UNC, as we mentioned before. I think that UNC has to win the ACC tournament in order to get into the tournament, but just because of the sheer number of guys and the, uh, you know, the, um, 
Like, they only have one quad win this year over Virginia. Um, but, again, they're, they're probably the most experienced team that's not in the tournament picture right now. So I think that they need to win. Um, and, yeah, they, they need to win the ACC tournament. And they're probably, like, the biggest team that we're going to mention that probably, you know, you, you normally think that UNC is going to be, like, a, a four, one through four seed when it comes to March. But um, right now, you know, you – they're just kind of waiting for them. Um, so they're they're the first team that I would talk about. The next, by one the way, I talk about confirmed yeah. Final Four is in Houston this year. It is in Houston. Okay, yeah, that, that that's interesting. I will keep that in mind. Um, the next one that I think that you need to talk about is is Michigan. Um, they need to win probably at least two or three games in, in their tournament. I don't know how how long the Big Ten tournament goes for or the the Big Twelve tournament goes for. Um. But oh, I what am I saying? I don't know how long the Big Ten tournament goes for. They're gonna have to play Rutgers, who's another bubble team in the first round. And I think that if they beat Rutgers, I think that they secure a spot. And I think that if they lose to Rutgers, they're probably out. And Rutgers secures a spot um, as like that, you know, seven to ten seed. I think the same thing for um, for Wisconsin going into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, they got to beat Ohio State, who isn't that good. But they they were in in the game with uh, Purdue the other night, and they were really holding their own. And I think that this team could actually do some damage um, if they were to get into the tournament. So that would be big. And then the last team that I want to talk about is Providence. As we said, I think the Big East is probably the most competitive league in college basketball right now. And Providence just lost their two um, last two home games, so that like puts them on the bubble watch. I would say, um, even though I still think that they're probably going to make it uh, at the end. I don't see a way that Providence doesn't make the tournament, to be honest. Well, I mean, with you. they just they're they're on a skid. If they lose three straight games, I could see them falling out. But again, they're going to play a really good U- UConn team, so I guess um, they probably they probably secured it. And to have a record like they do in a division as competitive as the Big East is this year, is yep. a testament to how good of a team they actually are. Yeah, I think it's also going to come down to a couple of quad wins. I could see. Um, you know, a team like a team like Arizona State getting a quad win against uh, like a U, like a um, like an Arizona or, or a team like that, and then sneaking themselves in. Or same with Michigan. Like, you know, if they beat a top twenty-five team, maybe that like maybe that gives them an edge, even though they don't win the tournament. But um, you know, I think that all the teams that we just listed would be in the tournament if they win their tournament. You know, I mean, which is obvious, but like. Because you you get a you get a bid if you if you win your conference tournament, but um, I think that a lot of these teams need to make a real run. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up today's episode. Kind of a short one, but I'm abroad in Spain right now. It's currently uh, ten o'clock in the evening. My entire family's asleep, and I'm outside on a porch. Yep, and it is um, four p.m. here, and my brain is shutting down. At this point in the day. (laughs) So this was, you know, we figured we had to get something out for you. But, you know, thank you for listening as always. And we're going to sign off for now. Peace out. Sounds good. Peace, guys. Corner three. Corner three. Corner office listeners, if you made it this far, it means you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. And check out our Instagram for updates. See you in the next one.